Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hello. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. So if you joined me last week, we talked about how to keep yourself motivated to make progress in your online business. Lots of content creators that I talk to struggle with staying on task and keeping the big goals in front of them, especially when the smaller day-to-day work just gets tedious and it's hard to see any progress. So that's one end of the spectrum. And many of us struggle with staying motivated at some point. Even if it's not a daily struggle for you, we're all going to hit plateaus where it's just harder to keep going. So it's, it's important to know how to press on. But there's another end of that spectrum, and that involves working too much, putting so much time and energy and attention into your business that it spills over into other priorities, especially your family life. Can anybody relate to that? I sure can. (laughs) This is where I land most days. For me, creating boundaries between work and family is a constant challenge. I love my family. I love my work. As my kids grow older and become more independent, they're both teenagers now, right? It's easier for me to slip back into my office after hours because my girls are busy with their own things, their homework or you know, their own me time when they're reading or talking to friends on the phone or whatever it might be. They don't need me to supervise them now like I had to do when they were small, which makes it all too possible for me to just keep working. Is that a bad thing? No, not entirely. I mean, like we talked about in last week's episode, you are the CEO of your business. If you and I are not committed to making any progress in our business, then that progress is never going to happen. We need to dedicate time and attention to moving forward in our work. However, our work is only one aspect of our lives. We honor God when we give our full attention to every role that he asks us to fulfill including the roles we play in our families, in our friendships, in our churches, in our communities. When work, when online business takes over all of our time and energy, we miss out on the opportunity to be fully who God created us to be, and we can hurt our relationships. Our relationships are important to God, and they're important to us too, right? So how can we set boundaries in our work that will ensure a healthy integration of business and everything else. So that's what we're talking about today. And I'm going to share a few safeties that I personally put in place in my own life and business. And I hope these will bless you and inspire you to make sure that you're putting some boundaries in your business too. So let's get to it. First of all, I set a cutoff time for my workday. I don't have to because I work for myself. I set my own schedule, but I set a cutoff time as a safety to ensure that I'm not allowing work to spill over into family time. So during the school year, for example, I will step away from my office when my kids get home from school. So that's going to be around 3.30. Or if we're in a certain season of after-school activities and the girls are busy until 5, 
I may, if I'm in a busy season, let myself stretch until five o'clock. Now, this particular school year has been a little bit different here in the Kapitsky household because for the first time, we're homeschooling. We're homeschooling our seventh grader. And Noelle does her schoolwork in my office right beside me. So we have conversations throughout the day that are integrated into my work hours. But our rule for her is still that her school day ends at three o'clock. Now, she might finish her schoolwork at noon, for example, but she's expected to spend the rest of her hours doing something constructive, just like I'm spending my hours during the school day doing my work. So Noelle's not allowed to watch TV until three o'clock. That's just our family rule. All of that is to say, I work my schedule around my kids' schedule. When my girls are home, I put on my mom hat. That means I stop what I'm doing and I talk to my older daughter when she walks through the door. I touch base with her on how her day went what her plans are for the afternoon or for that evening. Maybe we'll run errands together. Maybe we'll cook dinner together or we'll plan to watch an episode of something on Netflix together. But I take the time to make parenting my priority at the end of their school day. And then I evaluate. Okay, so for example, if my girls have plans at that point that doesn't require my presence. For example, let's say they both have homework to do. Then maybe I will step back into my office for another hour to wrap things up but only after I've touched base with my girls and determining what's happening in their lives that afternoon to determine where I'm best needed. So some evenings, everybody is going in different directions and then I'm not needed. For example, Clara, my 16-year-old, she will go tonight to her Bible study. And my husband has plans to take Noel trap shooting. So then I'm going to have this little block of time where everybody's gone and I can step back to my desk if I want to because the family needs are covered or Better yet, I can choose to spend that couple hours investing in my own hobbies or my own interests. I can finish reading that book for book club, or I can go for a walk or whatever it is that I need to do. My point is I set a cutoff time, which for me is the hour my girls are done with school, and then I either stop working for the day or I evaluate whether or not I can steal a little extra time at my desk if it's needed. So why do I do this? Because if I don't, I will by nature, I know myself, I'll just plow straight through. I'll neglect to look at my children in the eyes. That is the last thing I want to do. I don't want to miss what's happening right under my nose because I was too focused on my computer screen or my progress or my bottom line. I mean, when we are motivated as entrepreneurs, it's we're often so motivated to earn the income, to serve our audiences, to grow our influence that it can seep into the more important things in life. And we have to make sure we don't allow that to happen. Because why do we run these businesses in the first place? Why do I run my business? I run it to bless my family while I serve other people. My work needs to bless my family in more ways than just financially. Working for myself gives me freedom to be available for my kids. That is one of the greatest advantages of working for yourself. It gives you the freedom to be available for the things, the relationships in your life that are not necessarily about your work. So please, let's not allow working for ourselves to become the thing that prevents us from being available for those relationships. It really should be just the opposite. Okay, so that's number one. The second safety that I put in place is I ask my husband to hold me accountable. And this can be tricky, especially if you and your spouse have different views of what's considered a necessary or a normal amount of time to invest in your business. So it's going to require some unearthing, you know, some conversation, some heart to heart so that you and your spouse are have an equal understanding of the importance of this work to you. And then you need to be open 
to allowing your spouse to speak into your work and how he views it as part of the business or part, I'm sorry, part of the family. Um, but my husband has on many occasions, many occasions pointed out my blind spots. I will say that, especially when it comes to me sliding back into a habit of checking my email at all hours, or I have a habit of sitting down at my desk just to take care of a quick 10 minute thing that ends up turning into an hour. I know this about myself. So I ask my husband to hold me accountable to it because Chad knows that I want to make our family a priority. I really do want to, yet because of my addictive tendencies toward my work and my need to tie up loose ends, I have some anxiety over the idea of making sure all the tasks are done for the day. I'm not always great at adhering to my own boundaries. So I do ask Chad to help point out when he's seeing me spend a disproportionate amount of time or energy on my work. I want him to tell me. And then I have to swallow my pride and acknowledge that he's telling me this to help me. I asked him to help me. And by doing so, it's for the benefit of the whole family. So now having said that, when I'm in the middle of a big or a timely project that I know is going to take extra hours at my desk, I'm very open about it. I talk to Chad about it first, and then we call a family meeting and we tell the girls. We say, mom took on a big project. It's going to require me to work some evening hours. And it's going to take me about three weeks. So everybody just be prepared and understand that I might have to be at my desk after hours. It's not because I don't love you just as much. It's not because I don't want to be available for you. But when this project is done, we are all going to celebrate. And then here's where I will even be fully transparent with my kids about finances so that they learn from experience the value of entrepreneurism and why we do this work. Of course, we do it to bless other people. We do it to bring in finances for the family as well. And there's value in that. And so I'll tell them this project is going to bring in X number of dollars to the household and it's going to help pay for, you know, whatever, our vacation, Christmas gifts, tuition, the car, whatever it is. This provides a direct lesson to my kids about the concept of fair pay for honest work. So that's number two. My third tip, one important thing that I encourage you to do if you have a tendency toward working too much or just not stepping away from your desk is to build in free days, non-work days. I actually schedule these in my calendar. This is especially important if you have somebody else who is in charge of your calendar, if you have a VA or anybody else on your team who handles your scheduling for you, or if you have a Calendly that anybody can use to book your time, make sure you are intentional about blocking out full days, or even just half days for non-work time. For me, this is how I operate this. Anytime my girls have a day off of school, I block it off from work. Now remember, the beauty of running your own business is that you get to set the schedule. So I make sure my free time aligns with my family's free time. Now, whether or not we actually end up spending that day doing something together, that almost doesn't matter. It's that we have the opportunity or the potential to spend that day together if we decide to. So in other words, mom's work schedule is not going to be the thing that prevents us from being able to go to a movie or to meet grandma and grandpa out for lunch, you know, on a day when the kids are free. Sometimes then also I block out days that are just for me when my kids are in school and I know that I'm going to have free time. So for example, I recently took a trip over spring break to New York City with my daughter. And I talked about this a couple episodes ago. The week before the trip, I blocked out a day on my calendar to prepare for the trip. I purposely didn't schedule any meetings or any projects, and I gave myself a free day to do any last-minute shopping, to take care of any errands or any laundry or projects around the house that had to be taken care of before the trip. And then I also try to block out one day a month 
that I can spend doing whatever I want. Now, I'm not talking about Saturdays and Sundays. I do still try to keep the margin of Saturday and Sunday for personal time and family time. I'm talking about during the week. I try to schedule one day a month that is my day when I'm going to go read a book at a coffee shop or I'm going to go shopping or I'll take Noel on a field trip. Purposefully scheduling non-work days in your calendar will ensure that you have to step away and invest in the things that matter to you beyond your work. Okay. Now, finally, last thing, it's important to remember your mental and emotional schedule too. And by that, I mean, you and I can physically step away from our desks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that our brain gets the memo that it's time to stop working. I often battle my own head's tendency to keep thinking about work long after work hours are over. And for many of us, that's the nature of the creative brain. That's how we're wired. It's actually one of the reasons we're good at what we do as content creators is is because we have no problem churning out ideas and possibilities and to-do lists. But those thoughts can easily distract us from being present when we're not in work mode. And more than anything, I want to be fully present for my family and my friends and my church. You know, when I'm with them, I don't want to be constantly fretting over work. So here's what I try to do. I find the thing that clears my head. So think about that. What helps you focus on the moment that you're in, the people around you? Prayer is a huge part of it. Meditating on God's word, staying so closely connected to the Holy Spirit that his thoughts can easily break through your thoughts. For me, I've always been a big reader, especially fiction. I write nonfiction, but when I read, it's mostly going to be fiction, novels, because they give my head room to roam and imagine and dwell in a story that's not my own daily life story. Maybe for you, you go on a date with your spouse, take a walk, kick a ball in the backyard with the kids, listen to a music or, or a podcast, whatever it is that helps shift your thoughts away from work and onto something else, something else valuable or relaxing. Do it. Do that thing. Make your mental and spiritual health a priority so that you can truly maximize your ability to integrate the entrepreneur experience into your values-based life with Christ. So that's all for today, friends. I hope for those of you like me who have a tendency to work a little too much, hope this has been helpful. I do hope you have a fantastic week. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me here on the Inspired Business Podcast. I hope this episode spoke to your heart and encouraged you. Hey, let's connect beyond the earbuds. If you have questions or thoughts about today's episode, feel free to email me directly at becky at theinspiredbusiness.co. That's .co. And I'll be happy to respond. I love hearing from my listeners and I especially love working alongside you to serve people, to earn money, and to change the world in ways only Christian creators can. God bless you.